What is up, everyone? Happy New Year. Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. As always, we start with a little fun conversation. We recap our holiday seasons, and then we get right into it. So with our business updates and tips, when I drop, you know, what is a nutrition coach? I know I talk a lot about nutrition, but I don't usually get into what a coach is and does. So I talk about that. Then I'm implementing some cold in my showers, starting at a few days a week, taking it easy, easing into it. And then through after our tips, we go right into book talk, getting down and nerdy with it. I am in Man Uncivilized, talking about killing the nice guy inside you. Tim, where do you take us today? Yeah, I give some business updates for Q1. 2023 some exciting events coming up which were fire yes i cannot wait to share what i've been up to and then some new guides that i've been putting out um, some resources for you guys we'll explain those in that section to help you become the best version of yourself and you've been then, up to hustling that's what you've been up to that's right that's right and then career tip talk about three ways to be more productive i know you've got your goals set for this year so i give you some things that you can do to maximize your next 24 hours to get to that long-term goal. And then book talk. I talk about a quote from Seneca, uh, a stoicism quote from the Stoics um, on how to overcome your fear and how to reach your goals. And I kind of put it in a perspective on three ways in which um, this is true and then three ways to overcome it, um, some solutions there. So yeah, I know you guys are going to love the episode. I hope you enjoy and get a lot of value out of it and um, take some good notes if you if that's, if that's your thing. Uh, without further ado, episode 205. First episode 2023. Of 2023. First episode recorded of 2023. Yeah, first episode. Um, yeah, how are the holidays? Well, we'll get into that. The production value that mm. we have going right now. Yeah, we so we've been those that do know we've been working on our video game and, you know, we're no experts, but we got three camera angles going now. We got some plans on new equipment. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, we're we're taking it up a notch this year. And most importantly, you found a video editing software. That, that you can most importantly that, it is about me <laughs> that, that adds immensely to the it does value. i'm still i'm still messing with it it's called davinci resolve i'm still messing with it so it's part part like, of the learning yeah you I, was telling, mess. I was telling you i got to work on like ratio sizes and things and kind of other features that i can i can do with it but Regardless, whatever I picked, I just wanted one that seemed kind of easy. Mm-hmm. I'll have to put in hours to learn any of them, but this one seemed the most um, manageable with the fact that I don't ever do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, DaVinci Resolve. But, yeah, we found one. I'm working with it right now, so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. See what happens. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got, we got everything going on. Yeah, today. for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. If you want to be consistent and good with something you got to have a system need systems and you might have a system but that system could be made better and that's what you got to do kaizen baby make it easier constant improvement kaizen up in this bitch but yeah it's good to be here in 2023 recording Mm -hmm. this will be what 204 205 205 dude yeah it's kind of crazy someone i forget which gym i was at but Someone said, yeah, don't you have like over 200 episodes or something? I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we just passed 200. They're like, it's a shit ton. It and is. I thought about it. It is. It's a lot. And I, yeah, it's it's a lot of content. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of 
just everything. You, when you think about the time of editing just audio alone, now we're doing video, we're doing short clips for social media. When you take all the time into it, it's so what we average maybe an hour per episode, give or take. Some went three hours, some 40 minutes. We're, I don't know, I'd say maybe a thousand hours mm-hmm. of podcast, like overall yeah. umbrella podcast work. I think you're right. A thousand hours ish, mm-hmm. you know, give or take. Yeah. From like research, learning how to work with equipment or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of time. Yeah, but yeah, two hundred episodes. Yeah, it's uh, that was a cool milestone. It is. But now I'm like a thousand, baby. Right, right. I feel like there's I need a lot. To calm yeah. down. Yeah, no, there, I feel like there's a lot of things where like we don't just take a step back to count how many times we've done something, whether we've worked a job and done a skill x mm-hmm. amount of times, whether we, whether we've done a podcast x amount of hours it's crazy to like just take time to sit back and think how many times have i done this and quantify something that you've done and then that helps you kind of hone in on your skills and your value to others yeah so yeah when you when you approach people about writing opportunities you have a figure of how many articles or words you've written sure I feel like it's it's good to i mean it may it may take some reflection but budging like five minutes to just think about how many times have i done this task how many how many people have I helped? It's, it's crazy. Yeah, when you've done something for a while, too, that math is kind of easy. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, this many years, I've done this this many hours a day. Like, it's mm-hmm. pretty quick math, too. So you're right, take five minutes. But I never did that until uh, you helped me do that. Yeah. With with uh, words that I've written. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, super useful. I could have used that like yeah. five, six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Probably why I was living out of my car right after I got a college degree. <laughs> Slumming. <laughs> I was the only open seat in my car was the driver's seat. Yeah, that was the only room I couldn't see out the windows because mm-hmm. everything was stacked floor to ceiling in in the car at Little Infinity. Um, I know back then it was a Grand Prix. Mm. That's what it was. I had a Grand Prix. That's right. Yeah, Pontiac. Yeah, I did love that car until the transmission shit out on my way to work one day. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm getting there with mine. My mine my, my transmission's just about shot. But then you had your, your truck, too. Then I had my truck. That was awesome. Right. Then I lost my job, so mm. I couldn't keep the truck. Mm. Yeah. Nice truck, though. It stood out. It's outstanding. fucking goes, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We're, we're on the come up. We're mm-hmm. bouncing back. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, any vehicles that you have your eyes set on? Um, nothing specific, but I know that... I want it to be a vehicle that I can transport stuff in and travel with because mm. that's something that I'm going to start doing more of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't want it. And I want it to be able to attack all types of weather conditions. Like my car is nice right now and it, it can mm-hmm. travel and it can still fit some stuff in it, yeah. but it's still small and it's not, it doesn't perform well in like, yeah. in like hazardous conditions. Would you, you be more careful. would you mind being up higher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'll end up being a car where I'm where I'm sitting up higher. Maybe we should no, check big out. Boy sitting up higher. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the road now. Dad, I don't need a booster seat anymore. Yeah, I'm a real boy. Um, but yeah, I'm not saying like a rover, but like a rover type of vehicle. Look into Forerunners, dude. Mm-hmm. Those are even like three, four, five years old. They're still mm-hmm. they're sharp looking vehicles. Yeah. Like, if I didn't want a truck, I would strongly look at those. Yeah. Those are bad to the bone. Yeah, because I got my golf clubs. I got my 
sports equipment. You have a ton of space. Yeah. It's a great utility vehicle. Yeah. It'll plow through whatever weather you need it to. Yep. And I, I sometimes, sometimes Yo, take... Toyota's trying to give me a commish yeah. over right. here. That's Come right. On. I sometimes, or uh, quite a bit, actually take calls from my car, too, where I'll like pull, pull up in my laptop. And I can do that in my car right now, but it would mm-hmm. be nice to have something that's like... I'm not saying like a police officer, but like a car where I can like operate a laptop in it and have space too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure the acoustics are are awesome in the Forerunner. I don't know, but I'm sure they have good acoustics too. Yeah. So yeah, for your your business calls, there we go. You're just you're just fine. Talk about the production value. You're just fine. I'll take like seven percent. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, those I know people like the Land Rovers too. Mm-hmm. I've heard like that. Those yeah. yeah. I've never yeah. driven one, but yeah, I just need to dedicate more time to researching. I haven't. Yeah, but yeah, we'll that's fun research though. Mm-hmm. That's that's a fun. Thing uh, I guess it's it's just a car. End of the day, it gets me from point A to point B. Yeah, but if you're able to <clears throat> enjoy it at the same time, it's true. But I enjoy. I, Why not? It doesn't take a lot for me to enjoy something like I. There, there's like thousands of cars. So with that, that you'll enjoy. be through the moon. That's right. That's right. I've never owned one. Why am I selling this so hard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get it though. It's mad with me. Yeah. I just want to get to where I want to go safely. That's all I care about. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, that it'll protect you. Yeah, bet. Let's talk about the crash rating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the stats on those since since you're uh, since you're selling. One second. <laughs> in fact, I drop a full binder. Okay, yeah. Tim, what do I need to do to get you in this vehicle today? Yeah, yeah. Um, how was how was the holiday season? It was good for you, man. Yeah, I didn't. I only traveled one day up to Fort Wayne and it was a day trip from, from my dad's side Christmas, but okay. Christmas was pretty much spent here in Indy. Um, I live in the same neighborhood as my mom, so didn't yeah. have to travel too far for Beautiful. that. Um, it's like you planned it. Yeah. But it was, it's nice. Cause like I can spend time with friends and family for the holidays, relax, take, take days or, or, or periods of time off, but I'm still like grounded here so that right. I don't feel like too disconnected from my work. Cause yeah. Um, I just, I feel like the, for me, I take a special responsibility because, like, I structure my day so that I have rest time and I, I recuperate so mm-hmm. I can still, like, work every day and, and put in some work when I'm at least on vacation. So yeah. on those vacation days, it um, got to stay locked in to some degree but also enjoy it. So I was yeah. able to do both and get some get some quality work done that, Good, I, that I don't normally get done on a regular week. So Yeah, because everyone's, everyone's resting. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. yeah, the fact you're able to be close enough, you can still do the family things, take your breaks, but then still yeah. kind of stay in semi-normal routine. Right, right. Because that's the worst is getting out of your regular for too long. Yeah. And just, it fucks with you. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. Like, I've really tried to structure my days so that I have a little vacation in every single one of my days. Mm. And I never, feel, I never feel like I get burnt out and be like, oh my gosh, I need a week-long vacation. Yeah. I, I structure it so that... When I'm on like a legit vacation, I can still do work. But when I'm still working throughout the regular week, I still do things that feel like I'm on vacation mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. So. David Goggins, uh, I, I think I was telling you about this one day. He calls those mental aid stations. Oh, okay. So when his last episode on Rogan, Joe was like, dude, how do you stay mentally there all the time? Like, do you take vacations? And Goggins doesn't take vacations. And he says he sets up his days that you have your breaks in the day, Tim. He has his breaks, so maybe his steak with a friend is a mental aid station where mm-hmm. he's not doing anything about work, not talking about work, just hanging out. Um, 
he also said for him in the shower, mm-hmm. mental aid station. Yeah. You know, going to the bathroom, eating, mental mm-hmm. aid station. Mm-hmm. Now those are, yeah, I guess good way to look at them because I kind of relax for a sec when I eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he he does what you're talking about is he has those gaps in his day where he can kind of recharge the batteries a little bit to mm-hmm. tackle the next section of the day, recharge the batteries. So yep. he doesn't have to lose weeks or months worth of time and productivity. It's the way to go about it. And it's it's going to be a big part of my career tip today is like a technique that you can do to be more productive. And it hints mm. to that. So we'll talk more about that mm. later. But yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. How was yours? How was your break? Did you go home? I did. And I always like going home, but it was for like five, six days. Mm-hmm. And of course, I took my normal work setup, like both screens and stuff, but there, it just wasn't conducive to have my normal setup, let alone even a mouse sometimes. Right. So my work game was thrown off a little bit, which is fine, give and take. It's family time. Um, but I did get some things done. Christmas for for me is just being able to go home and relax. Mm-hmm. So that is, I'll, I will take a day or two initially to just decompress for a sec. Mm-hmm. Good. But... Yeah, and that's what that was. We had snow on Christmas. That was nice. Yeah. For once. Yeah. Um, you know, I my brother and I have talked. We don't care about like stuff. Mm-hmm. We just want to go home, hang out, do what we want to do. Yeah. We'll go to dinner and stuff. But he and I did trade. <laughs> this is funny. He uh he and I like going to shows. Mm-hmm. And so we've the last, I don't know, handful of years, we've been on a, a kick of going to comedy shows. Mm-hmm. So we've seen Rogan, we've seen Fluffy. Um, we've gotten to see, right before COVID, I got to see Burt Kreischer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got him tickets to see Joe Coy mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. And he got me tickets to see another comedian, Dan Soder, in Indy. So mm-hmm. we're just kind of trading shows. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, he opens his, I open mine. And then my parents just start laughing like, oh, you just train shows and you're going to the other's turf. Yeah. So, um, yeah, dude, Christmas was fun. I did New Year's with them in Cincinnati, which I love. But man, they can they can hang, mm. they can hang way better than I can. Yeah, and and they know like I, it's not my my normal to to get after. Right, right. But we had a good time. They had some friend DJ friends that were at a few joints, so we we kind of hopped around a little bit. Did but... you catch the three a.m. show? God, we did. <laughs> you actually went. Oh, we did. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. That's good yeah. supporting friends right there, dude. It. It was it, it was through. a long it was a yeah. marathon, bro. Yeah. And like I said, I don't like someone told me you can never drink again. I wouldn't care. But it's with my brother, his girlfriend Tori. So we had a we had it's a good time. All about the people you're with. Hundred percent. We yeah. had a nice dinner before. But I was like, Man, I, I don't I'm glad I don't do this. Yeah. So like even the day after. The day after reminds me why I don't do this. Yeah, <laughs> and it just kinda throws me off mentally a little bit for it a does. couple days. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I got back, even the next day after that, I just had to kind of work. I didn't do much. And I was just, I mean, nah, it's, it was super fun, but it just kind of messed with me a little bit in, in the head. Just my routine was off. I didn't feel right. You know, my body wasn't a hundred. Dude, I'm with you a hundred percent. But it was a, it's a new year's thing. It is. Yeah. Know? No, it's, you earn, you earn that and it's, it's good to spend time with friends in that setting. And yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I, I made it to 4am. I think, I think, I think I ended up going to bed at 4am. Nice. And also yes, a good time I out. was the same way the next day. It was just like, kind of messed with you a little yeah, bit. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to, 
that next day, I didn't work on any client projects because I'm mm. like, I feel like they're not going to get my best out of this. That's fair. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but like still put said, in some, like I said, still needed to do some like admin work, some, something to, something to do. But yeah, it's just not, it's a reminder. Like, yeah. it's not really about the, the existing moment of drinking, but like what it does for my energy levels in the long term yeah. the next day. Sure. So. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. But all in all, man, good holidays. Beautiful. I, I am glad we're back to normal. I, I I love Christmas. I don't. I'm not an anti-holiday person, but I hate how crazy it makes people. Mm-hmm. Like people are batshit. Ten ten mm-hmm. x more than like three weeks before that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just I like when it just chills out. Yeah, yeah. Like guys, <laughs> relax here. Yeah. No, there's a there's a lot of like whether we realize it or not. There's a lot of businesses that they're like their long term health, their business is dependent on having successful sales during the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's so much of a commercial aspect with it now, an advertising thing. And I think that craze make people crazy. That's fa- that's a good point too. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. They need Tim Roberts sales yeah. training. So it's like the need. guy in uh, <laughs> Christmas with the Cranks who his his business is Christmas cards. And he stops, they always, he stops her in the middle of the street. He's like, hey, are you putting in your order for Christmas cards this year? Because like she always orders the most. Yeah. She's like, nope, we're skipping Christmas this year. And like oh. the, look, <laughs> the look on his face, it's like, oh, shoot, that's like 20% of my revenue. We're skipping Christmas this year. <laughs> but, but I wouldn't want to be that dependent on seasonals. I know. Like what's but, going on the rest of the year? I know, I know. But... Speaking of business, what kind of updates are you going to throw my way here, Tim? Yeah, um, I got some good ones here. Uh, I secured my second public speaking engagement Ooh, for 2023. Fuck yes. Yeah, I'm excited. That was a big nice goal. Nice work, man. Yeah, that was a big goal for my my business this year is to get out and start networking and expanding and giving information to the masses, like yeah. more people at once. So mm-hmm. um, I have one, one speaking engagement locked up at Butler University on February 3rd. So I'm doing like a LinkedIn workshop. What day of the week is that? That's a Friday. Okay, what yeah. time? Um, it is going to be, well, so I'm meeting with the director of events this okay. Friday well, to discuss specific details like marketing it and everything. So yeah. I'll get, I'll know a specific time after this when Friday. When you get let me know, I'm sure, I would think they'd let me go. They would, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, because we know people. Yeah, because what I'm going to do as well is like I'm, I'm going to literally walk through a LinkedIn profile on a screen and like show people. Fantastic. So that could be educational for you too. Dude, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and, and get the content too. But yeah, dude, yeah, I'll, I'll help you get content for sure. Yep. And then March sixteenth, I'm doing a high school, Carmel High School. I'm I'm going in there and talking to students about how to like write a resume, whether it's like just to have one in college or like a resume for someone who's not going to college type okay. of thing. Ooh. So I'm gonna kind of attack it from both ways. And nice. That was just off a cold email. I emailed the director of the career center. That's what I've been doing lately. That's that's a big goal of my January in 2023 is be more intentional with my outreach mm-hmm. and have my different people who I'm going to reach out to and actually executing it. So I just sent, been sending emails to all the career centers of all high schools in, in Indianapolis and I'm going to do Indiana and, and do that. Dude, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Good for you, man. I'm excited. We talk about Good it on this. Start. We, and we talked about on this podcast about like, hey, like what is being taught in high schools? And I'm not saying we're like doubting it or anything, but I do think – I feel called to like help people at least like have some type of professional presence and feel confident about mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. Regardless if they know what they want to do after high school, like, Hey, like here's how you can like just reflect on what you've done in your first 18 years. Like here's how you can put it on paper. Yeah. Um, and just like telling them like, Hey, it's okay to not know what you want to do right now, but just like teaching them like, Hey, like 
here's how you really identify your skills, like asking them the necessary questions to get them to reflect on their yeah. own abilities in the right way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for that. And it's be good. man, you're going to get to drop just your mindset in there too, mm-hmm. where you have a very nice worldly perspective mm-hmm. on a lot of things where hope they're getting maybe they are maybe they aren't who knows just Mm -hmm. depends you know curriculum and stuff but you're gonna get to give them the real life shit Mm -hmm. you know which is gonna be cool and i'll be fascinated to see what your differences are in communication styles between the college and high schoolers Mm -hmm. yeah which is something i'm trying to strategize right now about how i'm gonna present like i have the actual like what i'm gonna present to them but i gotta figure out like how to go about it in the right order in the right way that resonates sure. with them so sure yeah yeah it'll, it'll be really good I, i'm excited and i'm excited to see what comes from doing these because i think i need to just these are my first first two so getting my nice. feet wet and yeah so i have those and then other update is i help my a thousandth uh career resume client. so i'm at a thousand and eight right now and that's yeah. not nothing we surp- and that's since september 2020 when i during the pandemic when i quit my jo- job with stone creek and yeah started this so i did help a few like several people before that but i started really counting like when i like mm-hmm. quit because when the day i quit my job was the day or like hey this is this is when i need to start counting and like really be Love it, with it so yeah man a thousand that is that's fantastic and i'm gonna create a video too about like just be like, hey, here are the three things I've learned about X after helping a thousand clients. Here are the things yeah. I learned about X, about Y when I helped a thousand clients. So trying using that as a credibility thing now for my videos. I'm gonna create a whole new set of videos with that. Um, and then my last update is I finished my fourth official like career coaching guide. So it's it's the the interview prep guide. I had a, an initial mm-hmm. draft of it, but I went back and like beefed it up like big time. So. Now and we've linked these in our in our show notes for our our episode. They're also on my website. So now I have a LinkedIn p- profile blueprint which shows you like step by step instructions on how to update your LinkedIn, what to put in each section. I have something that's called a job search strategy guide. So so if you have your your resume, your cover letter, you're, you're confident in interviews, but you're not sure how to like find opportunities out mm-hmm. there and like connect with people, this is a guide to help you get your foot in the door besides just uploading a resume to a portal. So I think you could benefit from that too for the content writing jobs. Okay. Have that. And then the interview prep guide and then the career achievement mapping guide. So like if you're someone who's like, I have no idea what I've done in my life. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to outline my accomplishments. That guide asks you the questions and gives you like a blueprint on like how to like form that. So those are the four things that I've done. Get those four things. What job do you want? You take your pick. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what I was you're, talking you're about. In charge. As well. So these are free. Like people can can access these for free right now. But what this means, like going forward, is this is going to be like my career coaching arm. Mm-hmm. I've already been taking people through this stuff anyway. But you can book like a thirty minute call with me to discuss this stuff for free. But everything outside of that will be paid because it's a career coaching session. But these are all things that you can do, and these are going to be the things that I continue to draw from as I create like my one minute videos or yeah. like the the, the paid course that I'm going to create, like I'll, I'll literally be following these things to a T and like just doing them. So it's good to have these things. It's all for free. Solidified. Yeah. So yeah, that it's, it's been a good, uh, 
been a good Dude, uh, last couple months working this. And 2023 is in big trouble. Yeah, for sure. Big for trouble. For sure. The next 24 hours are in trouble. I'm gonna and I'm gonna nail the fuck out of the next 24 hours. That's all that matters to me. <laughs> We're done. <Peace. laughs> We're episode's over. Episode's over. Peace, yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> nah, see, for real though, I feel like we we have our 2023 goals, which you should. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget about the 50 to 100 goals that you have to complete to get to that big yeah. 2023 goal. And that's yeah. just showing up every day, obviously. Yeah. So. And this is like, dude, this is it. This is the real shit where, you know, you'll see people get on their, you know, high motivation horse, but this is what you're doing. Like there's so much social proof. No one can ever say, "Oh, we just just saying the things." Like no, you helped a thousand your thousandth person. Mm-hmm. You have four free guides that'll help anyone get any job they fucking want and then you have two public speaking engagements at a university and a, a premier high school all in q1 of of this year we lit we lit. and that's before the first week of january has ended that's right so like that's what it is this yeah. is what it is yeah is what you're doing like that's what it has to be for it to work yeah and this is nowhere near the end I still got like Mm-mm. so much more work to put in. Like this is just this is the journey. This is celebrate your wins, but like you mm-hmm. you always got to think about the next move, about what you're gonna do to to bring it to fruition. Yeah, and it's <clears throat> you know I know you like to quantify, but look how much discipline that is. Mm-hmm. All those things. How much discipline is that? Yeah, it's a lot. It is. It is. Like motivated for what? That's that's when you didn't feel good, when you were tired, mm-hmm. when you didn't sleep well. Yep. When you're too busy with other stuff to get this done, you didn't have mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you hit that afternoon wall, but not anymore because we're on that caf- we're on that caffeine Andrew flow. Huberman, Huberman, take my money, baby. Literally, Just take my money. Oh my gosh, he's dude. He's brilliant. Yeah, he is. Um, I I just listened to him with Jocko speaking of discipline mm-hmm. and Huberman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, great episode. Yeah, but man, I'm excited for you. That's Thank that's you. an awesome highlight reel. Thank you. Like that's, yeah, dude, for sure. Maybe you should make a highlights little tab on your Tim's career tips. Yeah, should. Helped my thousandth person. Boom. Yeah. Four guys for free. Well, I have uh, in my bio on that, I have a running, I always updated of how many total people I've helped. I change it every time. So, so it's, now you it's have a, a thousand little little yeah. dots in the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not just putting a thousand. I'm putting a thousand and eight because you know I'm counting every single one. Ooh, so he. But knows. yeah, what are your business updates? What's been going on in the world of uh, your business? What are you working on? What's What's important in the mind of, of you right now? Man, right now, um, acquiring new new business mm-hmm. is is the goal right now. Well, one of them. But because I finished with a lot of people all at once, and that's that's my lack of future planning, which I won't make that mistake again, is don't let a handful of people end at one time without having my follow-up business ready to go then or starting just before then. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't have you know this roller coaster up and down of, of revenue in months. Mm-hmm. So lesson learned. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, uh, acquiring new business, but also finishing out with people on a very good note, mm-hmm. leaving them in a good spot for longer term success. Um, you know, I do need to try to work on longer retention. So mm-hmm. right now, my minimum's three months. 
I need to focus on getting people to go for six. Mm -hmm. Just, hey, look what we did in three. Imagine what we can do in three more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so working on how to, how to um, you know, writing it down, but how to verbalize that mm -hmm. on a call or in an email, whatever our, our meeting <clears throat> usually is. Uh, but other than that, you know, I'm still working on the video editing, mm. doing more content, trying to be more regular with that. And uh, I am writing down just actual goals to be done, mm -hmm. like from financial goals to employee goals to how, how many I want to manage, times of day I want to work, how much I want to work, like be feet on the floor for training. So I'm really trying to outline exactly what my perfect picture is. Okay. Good. And then, okay, then I have endpoints. <clears throat> I can figure out what it takes for those endpoints. Because right now I don't, I have not mapped out as deeply as I should mm -hmm. okay. for, for business goals. So, and us doing these updates has kind of helped me realize, oh, I need to actually put these things down specific numbers specific days specific types and amount of people i want working with me and it's not there mm -hmm. so yeah um that that's probably one of my biggest updates is you know not the new year new me your business but there are new habits i am forming good good um yeah going back to that acquiring business piece besides mm -hmm. the individuals that you're working with you obviously have like a, a, an idea of who your ideal client is who you're trying to go after mm -hmm. do you have any plans to target like any bigger partnerships with like like companies groups organizations yes. teams yes um who who do you have any idea of like who the what those personas are who you're going to target for um, 2023 i would or so, is that still something you need to formalize? And build I, I need out more? to formalize that, but you know, having a bigger corporation client would be helpful. Yeah, but I have reached out, not specifically just for nutrition. Uh, it was more for writing. Was McConaughey's Foundation, the Just Keep Living Foundation, mm -hmm. things like that, because they are helping young kids live a more active lifestyle, like after school stuff. So. That's one that, okay, there might be an opening for nutrition, somebody to help mm -hmm. them with those kids. Yeah. And I can do that remotely still. Mm -hmm. Maybe I get to meet Matthew McConaughey. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> but something like that is fulfilling work as well. Mm. It also has to pay, yeah. But I don't think that would be much of a problem. Yeah. But there are plans to – I've researched um, – certifications for coaching wellness with bigger corporations. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking into that because I think those could be accounts where retention could be a whole lot higher mm -hmm. for a much higher dollar amount as well. Yeah. So I, I do think that is at some point in the cards. Yes, I still want certain types of athletes to work with, but I think building that back in that larger base and then I can hire people to take over those bigger things when I do get more niche specific. Mm -hmm. But I think that would be a good, a very good foundation um, to longevity of the business. Yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, targeting like small gyms, leadership teams? 
Because I feel like there's a target market out there where you have someone that owns a gym and they maybe have like a set of like two to four trainers mm -hmm. that that are on their team mm -hmm. and they're really busy running and operating a business, but they don't always have the time. Like, believe it or not, they don't always have the time to like sit down and like have a structured meal plan for themselves. Like they're very sure. good. They're very good about their fitness and other people's fitness and operating a business, but they don't have the time to invest in like having like a, like a meal plan. Have you ever thought about like reaching out to like doing like a meal plan, like program for like a gym team, it's a, a, good gym, a gym that could afford it. Obviously, yeah, that's but. a good thought, and that's the the good follow up is owning a gym itself. Rarely are the margins that good on profit. Mm, so there's just they're, not they're, a lot of tied, money. They're tied already. There's not yeah. a lot of money in owning a gym. Now that doesn't mean that gym owner doesn't have another job. Right. You know, I've I've met them too, where they can do that and they're full time just fine. Mm. So. I'm sure there's people that, that can't afford it. That's also, it'd be hard to find someone, an owner who doesn't kind of know what to do where they would pay right, right. the amount for someone like me to help them with that. Yeah. So it's just, it's a tougher, I've, I think I would fight more resistance with that. Mm -hmm. Trying to, I mean, I like where you're going for like sure. Some, someone who already knows like the importance of what a good diet does. Like someone who like, they understand, right? But they don't have the time. But then, I but have they someone, also, have, but they have, but they do have the budget to afford it. Yeah. But then I have someone who might, uh, who wants to do their training and nutrition with me this year, and they're very health conscious, uh -huh. very uh, aware of what's going on with their body inside and out, and is not foreign to eating well. Mm -hmm. Wants to do nutrition with me this year too. Mm -hmm. So there are those people that. You know, they, they they know a good amount but want someone to guide them through it. Yeah. Because that might be what they do. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah I, I think having bigger accounts is is part of this year's goal. Yeah. Yeah. And like having like a, a structured like niche of like, hey, these are the people I'm gonna reach out to. Mm hmm So in in my Excel I have like a tab for, for colleges, I have a tab for high schools, I have a tab for um, this type of business who could use credential writing, mechanical contractors, professional consultants, yeah, and like having like structured outreach for each one. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's helped me. Like having us, whereas like when I'm ready to s actually sit down and do the act of outreach, I already have like a template ready to go that I can p copy and paste in and change out for that specific business nice. and then yeah. send and then record it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I just think whatever you can do to make it easier on yourself to actually perform that out outreach because it's easy to say like, hey, I'm going to start this, mm -hmm. but that's the toughest part of starting it. I feel like once you have the system where yeah. like you're not going to spend too much extra time like reaching out, you'll, you need be, to more, systematize you, you'll more. be more likely to like sit down and do it. Sure. It's kind of what I, because I've been struggling with that myself. Like how, what can I do to like acquire like more business in different ways? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that kind of just gets pushed to the side because I don't have something ready to go. Yeah. But now I do. And I struggle making systems too. Mm. Like organizing to like just put it a process on paper. Yeah. I hate doing But you're that. still an organized guy though. Like you say that, yeah. but like you're still organized. Like you're yeah. organized enough and you have the potential to have that. I just think once you have it in place, like we'll you, see. you won't believe that anymore. Now I have this beautiful uh, <laughs> daily and weekly planner I that is cut up into 15 minute increments, which I was dying for. <laughs> and Tim sends me this link to a seven ninety nine planner. 
15 minute increments. That's $7.99, by the way. Uh, what else does it have? Oh, to do's on the left side, to do lists. Then it has, it's got like three or four different sections to write most important things on there. Not just 15 minute increments, it's got yeah. everything. Yeah. So now that I have that, yeah, let's uh, show them what we're working with here, Tim. That, that ruined your camera. Check your camera. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Good. It's it's really fantastic. So now that I have that, yeah, um, organization is about to go through the roof. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it, it was the the problem of not the right tools. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man. Other than that, um, you know, it, it's. I think I need to reemphasize like what a nutrition coach is, what what a nutrition coach does, and first off, you know, they're not dietitians, you know. Some nutrition coaches are both, mm -hmm. but I, as a nutrition coach, there are things I, I cannot do, right? Like, uh, I can't write you this many ounces of something to eat. That's not in my scope, but I can do everything up to that point. Mm -hmm. So I can help you form meals. Uh, it's Nutrition coaches also have an understanding of how to manage all of your stressors, how to accommodate your food to fit your lifestyle and your goals, whether that is a sport or just a weight loss goal, a muscle gain goal. So they are, nutrition coaches are your guide to your health and fitness goals via nutrition. Mm. And, and I don't say this outwardly enough, and so that's why it came to me on this episode, is people see me post things, but they don't know maybe everything that I do. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, nutrition coaches should be good at listening to where you're at and meeting you there too we don't go zero to 100 or we shouldn't unless you give someone like a month to hit a miraculous goal mm -hmm. but coaches are guides man um they're people who love what they do and are there to guide you so yeah, yeah if you want to dial in on your nutrition or if your training's on point your sleep and recovery is on point but you're not sure what to do with your food hire a coach man yeah. that, that is their job yeah. And hopefully that they show you exactly what they're doing, why they're doing it, so you can do that for yourself later. Mm -hmm. I'm not a coach for life. Nutrition coaches shouldn't be your coach for life. Right. I need to educate you as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's at least that's how I coach. I like people to know what we're doing, why we're doing it, so they can do it on their own later. Yeah, If you want to exactly. dial it back in, I'm here. But mm -hmm. I want to empower you to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, that's you know? good. And yeah, no, you talk about how like maybe people may not be aware of what you do. This goes for everybody who's trying to like build a brand and and provide services and provide help to the world is like you always have to assume that like people have no idea what you do. Yeah. And that should cater the way you present what you do. That's kind of how I've I mean, we talk about Hormozy, like everything that you post out there, like yeah, you're going to have like a, a group of clientele who can speak with you on that level about mm. fitness exercise career development but there's a group of people out there that you're gonna need to nurture from that surface level education up to where you're at because right. you're in the weeds all the time but the people who you're trying to to reach and contract with and help with they, they don't think about it the way you do so you gotta you yeah. gotta explain it to it in terms that they're they'll know and then kind of guide them towards the deep yeah the deep stuff the deep stuff that the deep, deep that deep tiktok deep learning. stuff boy we're getting deep up in here um yeah but i'd say uh 
So I know you got to do your your tips. Um, I've been implementing cold showers, like finishing my showers cold. How's it been? How many times a week have you been doing it? Or how many times have you done it? I'm trying for three times a week. Okay. And I'm on week two or three at this point. So I just turn at the end of my shower, I turn it to as cold as it can go before turning it off. Mm -hmm. So I don't know the temperature. Mm -hmm. Because you and I did our first cold plunge at Bridget's house when we did her podcast. And that was 48 degrees. Mm -hmm. And that was cold. But... I think I'd rather do that than be in the shower with it cold water. Mm. I don't know why. Okay. But I, I thought I handled that cold plunge pretty well. And it wasn't my f- first time doing the cold shower. But the other day, I turned it to cold and it took my breath away. Yeah. I'm like, just a few weeks ago, I was fully submerged in 48 degree water and now I can't hang. Mm-hmm. What happened? But I am doing that. Gotcha. Yeah. I feel like with the cold plunge though, like, I don't know about you, but I was like mentally preparing for that all day. That's accurate. Like I was like. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it. So now you got to mentally prepare for your showers. Damn it. Same way. Damn it. (laughs) But no, I'm with you though. It's, it's a, you got to find out what works. And I don't enjoy it yet, but I know it's something I want to get into. I feel like people like, I don't enjoy it. I, I don't like, enjoy and, it. And Rogan even says he doesn't enjoy the cold plunge. Like he no. doesn't enjoy it, but he enjoys what it gives him and it makes him feel afterward. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. So yeah. the so explain the benefits. Yeah, the research I've I've heard from Andrew Huberman, Joe Rogan, various others is ideally you want to get at least eleven minutes per week of purposeful cold exposure. Mm-hmm. You know, some people will go lay in the snow. Most common is is a cold plunge, an ice bath, but it stimulates white blood cells, which helps, um, as a consequence, helps your immune system. It helps with anxiety, which I've been kind of learning more about. I've seen more videos of people while they're in their ice bath talking about it helping anxiety. So been dabbling in more research with that. I think that helping mental health is pretty wild, Uh, but it also reduces inflammation. So it you know, if you have a swollen ankle or something, ice bath would be good for it. Kind of bring that inflammation down. Um, but I would not recommend it immediately after a weightlifting session. You know, I I would recommend you just wait a little bit. What's your, immediately after? What's the, what's the time range you should wait? Uh, that's going to change. But for me, I would want to wait until I don't feel my pump anymore. I'm kind of calmed down. So I personally would wait probably an hour. Okay is what I would feel comfortable doing. Okay. But yeah, you don't want to don't want to feel your pump anymore because the cold will blunt your muscle building signal and your body needs that particular infla- inflammation to adapt. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to make your body have certain adaptation. Your body does need to inflame, go through that inflammatory process to get there. So if within 10 20 minutes you had this hard workout and you're trying to send other muscle building signals to the body, then you jump in cold, it's trying to now blunt that signal. Mm-hmm. So, because it does reduce inflammation, but your body needs that after mm-hmm. after you just finish. So, yeah. But all right, I'm done talking. That was my tip. No, that was uh, good. Thank update. You. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED talk. No, that was good. Cold, cold plunge and yeah, doing anything cold. Honestly, it's, it's good. It'll wake you up. Yeah. But. 
All right, hit us with some tips. Yeah, I'm going to talk about productivity today. We talked about our 2023 goals and what we want to achieve, but you can't achieve that without being productive and maximizing your next 24 hours. So I'm going to talk about three ways that, three small things mm-hmm. that you can do to kind of boost productivity. And you can try one of these things. Don't try all of them at once because you just start small. But the first thing is starting each and every day with a creative activity. Like the very first thing you should do at the day should be something that causes your brain to think in a way that it no- normally doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I, I'm a firm believer of the fact that like you should do admin work, you should check emails, but that shouldn't really be the first thing you should do. Hmm. You should do something that gets your mind to think creatively. So that can mean doing a puzzle, crossword, numbers game. There's so many, like that Wordle thing that people keep talking about. There's so many like games that you can play on your yeah. phone or th- there's there's crosswords <laughs> you can do on paper. Anything, any type of puzzle the other thing is like creative writing, whether it's journaling, whether it's writing your thoughts, writing of some way, that's another creative thing. And then the other thing is just creating a work of art, whether it's like hmm. drawing something, whether it's creating a social media post, something that you can do digitally, like something that you that you have to design and create from an artwork perspective. So okay. um, those, are the, those are the three things that you can do from like a creative standpoint. And then the other thing is writing out before you go to bed what you want to do the next day and this can this has a lot of bandwidth and like you can accommodate this to your own style but what i like to do is start with one thing that you want to do the next day maybe that one thing can be that creative task that you did in the morning Hmm. so just writing out these things in the the five to ten minutes before you go to bed i promise you like i don't know how to explain it i don't know the science behind it but when you like write down what you're going to do the next day before you go to bed you will sleep better and you will wake up quicker. That's just kind of what I found because when your like brain knows that like you, you're more organized, you know what you're gonna do the next day. I feel like subconsciously like it's gonna sleep better. And then hmm. when you wake up, you know exactly what you're gonna do that day. So try writing one thing down, then tr- then move to two, then move to three. Start small. Like have some type of direction is what you want to start with, and then eventually build up to the point where you can structure actual time blocks of what you're going to do each part of the day. Like with that journal we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I get it. Like there will be things that come up every day, but that's why like you start small, like don't like, don't over plan, don't overdo it. Just start small with the things that are most important yeah. to you. You said one to five. Yeah. One to five. And then yeah, build your way up and yeah, that's, that's, that's what I do there. And then um, the last thing is blocking out distractions, but not completely. Because we talk about, oh, like you just put your phone in a different room and you should do that. But I'm going to talk about like the, the, the Pomodoro technique. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before, but it's where you break up your day in a 25 minute work blocks where you're only working like and these 25 minute work blocks are a single task. So like identify tasks you need to do and then 25 minute work block and then a five minute break, 25 minute work block five minute break hmm. and that five minute break can be like time to check your phone time to intentionally drink something or eat something take a breath of fresh air and you're supposed to repeat that process four times and then that after that fourth time is like a longer break like an hour or something like that and then you can kind of break the second half in your day into four more of those if that okay. makes sense yeah and this is one of those things where like the 25 minute five minute thing that's specific to pomodoro so like yeah. maybe you can do 30 and 10 like you, you don't have to like do the exact numbers. Find something that is going to be like short enough that's going to not lose your engagement and, and attention to it, but long enough where like you can get a task 
done yeah. in a meaningful way without mm. no distractions. So that's something that, that I've been trying as well is yeah. like being intentional about like, hey, like I should at least be doing this task for 25 minutes plus and then I can go out and, look and, and check my phone or whatever and do that thing. Because I feel like if you try to block it out completely, 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 yeah. it's not going to be sustainable. But if you like start small, do that, mm. you'll be more productive. So, so are you starting at the 25 and 5 or do you have different numbers for yourself? I have different numbers. So I, I, I do 30 and 10. but Okay. I don't, I don't think five minutes is enough sometimes because like five minute that five minutes I'll either check my phone, I'll either like go down and like do dishes or some, mm. like some type of like house chore. That's another thing you can do with that five or ten minutes is like do something that's like get your brain focused on something else. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. How you, so how you been liking that? I love it. Really? Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. But I don't know. I try to. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should try. Yeah, and everyone like. I mean, and don't like think you got to be perfect in doing this, but like have some some type of structure where like you're away from a distraction and working on something. Yeah. Whatever that means to you, because like some people's attention spans aren't that long, so maybe maybe it means twenty minutes, twenty minutes and five, um, and maybe it means only doing like three sets of those, and then your longer break after three. Sure. Some type of system that that forces you to not look at something for a short spurt of working time. But just structure it. Yeah. Yeah. Find yeah. what works in Interesting. Yeah. I might have to try that. Yeah. I've been been doing more journaling at night, but I don't write down to do well, I kinda do write down my day, but I guess in terms of actual specific to do list. Like it might be posts on social media, things like that. But should it get more specific than that? Yeah. Dude, I th that I write down the whole day in that journal before yeah. I go to bed every sing every single night. And okay. I'll admit, like, there are days where I don't want to do it. Like last night, yeah. I, I was I was watching a movie on on the couch, mm -hmm. and I, I was like, I haven't written out my day for tomorrow. And I, I wanted to go to I wanted to go into my, the bedroom and go to bed. Yeah. But I came up here. I w walked up the stairs, and I promise you, like the the nights that you don't want to do it. When you finally sit down and like pick up the pen, you'll be glad yeah. that you did it because mm. you won't be able to leave the chair once you pick up the pen to write it down. Even even if it's that one thing or three things, but okay, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. It's so it really does. It's it sucks. Stuff but is like, hard for but, me, but it's it's a habit that like you have to be disciplined and like instilling in you. But, yeah, but I promise it's it's gonna it'll make you more productive. I'm speaking from experience. I've never been like more more like organized and structured and productive with my time because of that journal, but also because like I'm actually using the journal and yeah. writing it the day before. Cause like, I feel like when you wake up in the morning, it sucks to wake up. Like sometimes like in, sometimes I think people feel like disorganized when they wake up, but I promise you like when you already do the groundwork the night before about yeah. planning what you're going to do, you will wake up better because you know exactly like what you need to do. It's wild. And I've heard that so many times and I just, I'll do it, then I'll stop, then I'll do it again, then I'll stop. Because it's because it's uncomfortable to start doing it. Yeah. But like more discipline. Yeah. Just like with any habit, like you have to start small. Like when you start doing, like you should just write one thing that is that you're gonna do the next day, and that and I, I would advise you when you start small, do the one thing. It should be one of the first things you do that day, whether it's that creative thing that you're doing okay. or something that you're gonna do within that first couple hours in the morning. I'm not saying you have to have like a full blown like morning routine, but like have at least like one thing that you know you're gonna do that next morning. That's a routine in itself. So as something to do before work. Before work, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because that yeah, I definitely don't do that, especially when I start right earlier. So.
Right. <sighs> All right, fine, Tim. I say that fine. now before I have before I have kids or anything. I uh, I, I can't imagine like. That's, yeah. yeah. If you want to consider that, work, and, and I yeah, guess. <laughs> I guess it's tough. Like when you have kids, like it's even more important to have something like that. But it's kind of tough when you have yeah. That's a whole other because that's conversation. That's but. a distraction you can't ignore for twenty five minutes. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people, a lot of the clients I work with, like they have kids, they have families, and they're like, yeah, it's, it's just tough. Yeah, to do it, and I always empathize. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, there's a way. Like you have, the, I, I think you have the time. You you carve the time. Oh, everyone's got yeah. it. Yeah, like, and we know parents. If you that, have a ne- if you have a Netflix show, you have yeah. time. And we each know parents that. They'll say, oh, I don't have the time. Just wait till you have kids. And parents that make the time even though they have kids. Yeah. Oh, I, I work especially with plenty of people who have kids. For and like working productive. out especially. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just wait till you, you get married and have kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will. And yeah. Believe that. Speak for yourself. I'm still going to do this. That's exactly yeah. what I say. Speak for yourself. You've convinced yourself of that. You can easily convince yeah. yourself of something else too. So. Nobody's a crutch, bro. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. I'm let's all get down fine. to nerdy, yeah. Tim. Take us there into some book talk. Okay. Um, yeah, so today... Actually, you go, because I've, I've been talking a lot. You talk now. Oh, dude, I talked for a hell of a long time. You go next. I'm almost sick I'm of myself. Pass the ball talk. back to you. We're I'm almost care. sick of myself already. And I still have a whole nother section. <clears throat> We're going back to Man Uncivilized by Traver Boom. TB. TB. My boy TB. Did you like my pronunciation off camera before? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying. I'm not going to try it on here. I tried to say his last name. It didn't work out well. <laughs> it didn't. I looked up. So, what'd you just say? Um, but this. So, any first-time listeners or not heard me talk about this book? There are short chapters, different size fonts and things, and it's it's called Man Uncivilized, and it's him talking to men who are just. They haven't found themselves. They're trying to do internal work on themselves. I wouldn't really call it a self-help. It's kind of more just booting ass, really, uh, in, in certain certain formats. But this one is called Kill the Nice Guy. And we all hear the joke, oh, nice guys finish last. But they kind of do. But there's also kind of reasoning b- behind that. And he describes a nice guy as a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's a chameleon, a liar, and just desperate to fill a bottomless hole with female validation. And I think mo- most guys have probably been there at some point where they're maybe needy, they're secret expectations. Not, I'm not saying only men do this, but he is referring to men in this book. And, you know, someone might say, oh, I did every she- everything she wanted, tried to do everything right, we did what she wanted. Maybe that's not always the right thing to do. Don't always be the nice guy. Make the be the guy that makes the decision. No, I'm not going to do that. You know, don't don't get don't go against core beliefs. But you know, you don't need attention from other people. If you have a void, it's not because you don't have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And like I said, most most guys have been there. And so he he talks about owning your power, your desires, and your place in the world. And being in control of yourself. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do not have full control of themselves. And that's hard. There's a lot of work to be done to get there. But I think his point is also that we, we're kind of told that it's okay to be coddled. That it's okay to you know, not be as manly. We got this toxic masculinity, right? 
But he's saying, no, you can't always be the nice guy. You have to be the man. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be some weak, nice guy who goes with every single flow, who wants to please everybody. And look, it's easy to get caught in that. It's hard to go against that. But he said, you have to stay true to your own power, your desires, and your place in the world and mm-hmm. be in control. Mm-hmm. Like if everyone else is controlling your actions, your decisions, you are now a dangerous and, and, and you're weak. So true. And, so true. And, and there's a lot of desperation and neediness behind that. Mm-hmm. That if you're wondering why you're single, look into something like that. Do you always mm-hmm. try to cater to her? Not saying you shouldn't cater and take care of your lady, but it's not all the time. You shouldn't live for that. Mm-hmm. I've been there, dude. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. You want to please your please your woman, mm-hmm. but sometimes you got to be harder and sterner because they need a protector too. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. someone who's not going to bend and fold every time. Yeah. So good book, man. I like it. It's thick, so I'm kind of taking it in increments because um, after a while, it's like, all right, kind of get it. Yeah. You know? But it's it's good. They're they're small like snippets of of different mindsets and thoughts that kind of challenge your day-to-day and maybe give you a hit of reality mm-hmm. yeah and there's nothing wrong with like being a servant leader always being willing to help someone but there is such thing as almost being too available for people you, you want to you want to avoid being too available for people because that means yeah. like that that opens up uh, like i'm not saying distractions but like you're always going to be attentive to like you, you just explained it there and I, it, like being attentive to like too many things. And, um, sometimes that can be stressful yeah. to yourself. And a lot of people do face that in a professional setting too. people who work in a job, a smaller company where they're wearing multiple hats and doing different things. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some, there is something where you can be like too available. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with, with taking time to yourself, blocking out distractions it's okay to not respond to someone for a couple of days. We're trained to think yeah. that like, oh my gosh, like they owe me a response because I text them today. No, they, no, that's that's not like 20 years ago, that wasn't the case. There would be times where people wouldn't talk with their closest friends for multiple days at a time. Right. Like it's okay. Like, yeah, they talk about that. I'm gonna talk about that in the stoicism readings I'm talking about, but there's such, there's there's definitely such thing as being too available and that can be. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because- when you allow people to always have access to you anytime they want for as long as they want, you will resent them mm-hmm. at some point Yeah, because you will start to feel annoyed and like they're always on you. You, ha- you have to give people boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I don't respond to you know some video you send me on Instagram for a few days, I don't hate you. I just – I'm maybe I'm posting and ghosting. Mm-hmm. We posted, didn't respond to me. Is that is that me working? Mm-hmm. Is that a post on on my work page? Yeah, it's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's you know even obviously people that I coach, I give them my time frames. Mm-hmm. And if unless there's a particular situation that needs to be addressed, I do not respond if it's before or after those times. Mm-hmm. Talk to you tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. I just I'm not going to start to resent people especially ones that are paying me money mm-hmm. when I go against my own rules. Mm-hmm. That's my fault. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Don't be too available. Right. You can't. You'll yeah. kill yourself over it. Yeah. All right, hit us, Tim. What yeah. you got? And what, yeah, what I just talked about there kind of transitions into my book talk is I've been reading 
the lessons and the the writings of the Stoics, so like Marcus Aurelius, mm. Epictetus, Seneca, which is what I'm going to talk about today. Seneca had a quote where he says, we suffer more in imagination than we do in reality. So Boom. how I, and that can go multiple different ways. Today I'm going to talk about like facing fear, but also like looking at our long-term goals and how that kind of, like we suffer more in imagination than reality has the modern day translation. I feel like we make in our, in our imagination, in our thoughts, we make things seem way bigger than what they are. Yes. Um, and I think from a sports perspective, we build up our competition and assume that they're better than us because they, they look bigger, they look stronger, they look – we create that in our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, from a professional standpoint, we don't feel the need to apply for jobs because we're afraid that someone exper- – the, the job description asks for someone with five-plus years of experience of this. There's probably thousands of other professionals out there that have way more experience than me. That's something that you build up in your imagination instead of doing something in reality to increase your chances. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with life goals, I think we look at the fancy cars, the huge houses that these people have, um, the people that we want to emulate and be like, and we think that there's so much to get there. So again, we suffer more in imagination than we do in reality. We, we live too much in the future. We live too much in our fears and we don't. We don't spend enough time, like in the next twenty-four hours that we have, with the with our with our own hands and our minds to create that. So, yeah. kind of, and then kind of taking a step back, like how to overcome that is like in sports and competition. Like you haven't lost the game until you stop fighting mentally, and you have to trust in your preparation, your training, your visualization up to that point. And you can't think about your opponent. You have to give it your best, and you have to you have to fight until you. Don't disrespect your opponents, mm-hmm. but just remember that they put on their shoes just like you. They're not any more special than you are. Yes, they might have more experience than you. Yes, they they may or may not have trained harder, but you can only control how much you train and how much you compare yourself to yourself. So right. that's kind of how, how I do it from the sports standpoint. From the professional standpoint, hard work ethic, a passion to continuously improve yourself, being curious, asking good questions, and problem solving. Those four things, like that's going to speak volumes and it's gonna rank, it's gonna tend to rank higher than experience. Like obviously, people may favor experience, but if you're young and if you don't have as much experience as someone else, you can make up for that by your curiosity, your passion to improve, and your passion to help people, mm-hmm. um, and your work ethic. Because I and your energy too. Um, I've had multiple people choose me as a resume writer, as a coach, because of my youth alone. I had someone yesterday who told me she's mm-hmm. like, I to- chose you because of your youth, because of your energy, because of how you talk. Yeah. Because I can, I can tell that you care, that you want to improve my resume, and I can tell you want to that you're like curious. So yeah. I do think that like nice. keep that in mind. Um, if you're a professional, like that's just a micro example of me, but there's probably many companies out there that will that will value that. Um, and that even goes for the people that are like older, like like 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Like yeah. just because you don't have as much experience in a specific thing for a specific job doesn't mean you can't get hired. That's sure. that's that's what I, that's what I'm saying. So like. I'm not talking about like youth number, but also just like lack of experience. So that's yeah. applies to that. And then, yeah, with the life goals, we've talked about it. Like it takes, it seems like it takes so much to get to there. And we look at that ladder and each, each rung looks six feet from each other. But like, mm-hmm. if you do, if you go up a ladder that are like inches from each other, yeah. it'll seem a lot easier to do. So, yeah. Yeah. It's breaking it down. So yeah. You can build it back up. Yeah. Good thing we have those 15 minute increments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, so since you kind of touched on it 
um, professionally in overcoming, let's, let's use the experience, uh, job description says three to five years experience. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone is just graduating college or only has done that kind of work for a year Mm -hmm. max. So they're kind of off the mark still. Mm -hmm. They might be good if they get on the phone or in person with someone, but what are there specific things outside of quantifying, making numbers, what kind of words, how can they describe themselves to stand out on paper to stand a chance at maybe talking to someone yeah. for that desired job when they lack the amount of years? Yeah. Well, I always ask the person, like, how many years have you lived? And they'll tell me, what, 20, mm-hmm. 25, yeah. 30, 30. I was like, I guarantee you, even though you don't have, like, a structured work experience where you did, say, example, five-plus years of project management experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have a professional job where you worked – total five years of project management, but I guarantee you that you can pick apart what does project management mean? Find Mm. that thing that they're looking for, like what five plus years of experience in this. Break up that thing into the different skills that make up that skill, the sub-skills of the skill they're asking for. Okay. And go back to times in your life where you applied those sub-skills and then use that as my as examples as to why like you're a fit for that position. So I would go into that interview and be like, I don't have five years of work experience in project management, but here's what I did in college that went into being a good project manager. Here's where I went when I led this team in high school on how to be a project manager. This is an example for someone who's graduating college, but yeah. I guarantee you, like, ask how many years you've lived and really reflect on times where you've done things that are related to that skill that they're asking for, even though you don't have the formal work experience of five years of being a project manager. Yeah. So, so you could use something where you had to organize, something where you controlled operations, mm-hmm. just project management. You're saying just yeah. break it down however many ways you can. Yeah. What goes into it mm-hmm. from customer service, everything. Yeah. And have that in different spots. Yeah. You're where you're at today because of some of your formal and informal experiences. Hmm. So you have your work experience, but you also have critical life events, volunteering, things that you've used your brain to help other people with. Yeah. Um, so really, really think back on those. It takes reflection, but um, I do like, I have a firm belief like every human being is unique and has done something that no one else has done before. So you really have to dig deep into that and be creative about the way you present yourself and align what they're asking for. And that means like, Asking your question, like, what does project management mean? Like, obviously, there's mm. technical skills, like sure. working with a with, working with a software, like that's more specialized. But some of those hard, some of those soft skills that they think, I think you can really ask yourself what goes into this skill that they're asking for five years in, yeah. and you can be creative with it. Nice. People yeah, people buy stories. Remember that. Don't just say like, hey, I I did this for a couple years when I was in high. Like, be concrete. Be example. Paint a story. And that interviewer is mine. That inter- that interviewer wants to be anywhere but there talking to you. So <laughs> give them at least something that's going to be compelling. Tell a story that's actually going to get them locked in. Because people love story. Like people will jump on Netflix at any time. <laughs> give them a story about what you've done. So I was watching a movie Naked on the Couch last night. Yeah. Hi, Colin Slager. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Now that I have your attention. No, I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> people will sit down and they'll get hooked on a Netflix show. For weeks at a time. Who yeah. says they can't get hooked on you in an interview if you tell a compelling story about something you don't? 
Tim's got a seminar coming out Q2 of 23, how to pick up women. So my guys out there, be on the lookout. Oh you guys dropping Q2 23. I don't know if I'd trust me on that topic. <laughs> I haven't had to apply those specific skills in quite a while. But uh, hey, how to retain one, yes. If you can teach someone to get hooked on you, you can teach anyone to get That's hooked facts. on you. That's facts. That is, yeah. Yeah. That's not going to be a free one. Yeah. That's a hot, hot commodity. That can't be free. <laughs> yeah yeah all right tim anything else for our lovely listeners today um hey thank you for uh writing into the new year listening to us um always feel free to reach out to us because like we're you can give us suggestions on how to improve the show topics to talk about but we love helping people so mm-hmm. whether it's like it doesn't even have to be about career development or health and fitness like if you just want someone to talk to like you can always reach out to us and if you need if you have a question about anything we're always happy to help so we're yeah here. thank you at off the dome radio hit us up we always love hearing from you guys thank you so much for hanging happy new year keep getting after it until next time we are out of here